Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop with all things church life. I am Mark Francis, and once again, your host for today. It's been several weeks since we've had an episode, taking a little break for the holidays, but I'm excited to get back together here in the year 2023, and we are ready to launch a new Fellowship Bible Church family ministry focus. And I say family ministry loosely because this is an all-church thing. It really is, yeah. But I've got um, pastor family life with me here, John Avery. Mm-hmm. How are you? Doing great. Good. I'm just, as you were saying that, just recognizing we're the first time, the, the first year, you know, the first one. First one first of first the year. One. Absolutely. It's hard to say, but I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> you have more things <laughs> to say here with us today, right? <laughs> it's going to be rough. <laughs> and also we have pastor of local outreach, Scott Santmeyer. Thanks for having me. How are you? I know you were on the Sermon Spotlight podcast yep. this past week. You gave us a little teaser of what we're about ready to talk about. Just a touch. Just mm-hmm. a little bit, but I'm excited to to bring in the new year with this focus. And uh, I'll, I'll set it up by basically saying in years past, we've had multiple focuses. And John, I know you can talk about this, but this one has a sense of being a little different, mm-hmm. right? You yes. know, kind of. Yeah. So give us a little history yeah. of for yep. people that don't know and haven't been to fellowship for a while. Sure. What is a focus and where did it stem from? Yeah. So fellowship at home, as you walk into the church, you see a large section of uh, this thing called the home center. And uh, that has to do with what we call fellowship at home. And a number of years ago, uh, a handful of us uh, got together. We were praying and thinking through how can we help families be intentional in the area of discipleship making within the home? Mm. And uh, that we really believe that that's something God uh, calls us to as parents and grandparents is to disciple our kids. Mm. And uh, and that. The whole f- that that means the whole family. I mean, you 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 think about parents. Obviously, that's that's their role and responsibility. But but you know, uncles and aunts and um, older siblings have opportunities to to disciple yeah. um, their their family members as well. But one of the things that uh, we kind of have this three prong um, thought process here, and that is this: is that we want to make this discipleship of in, in within families. We we want to make it easy. And the way we make it easy to be intentional is we have the home center. And uh, we have the home center, the physical home center within inside the walls of this church. But then we also have all all of it online. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't make it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, during a week or a month or whatever uh, to the home center at church at the building here, um, you can go online and, and there are resources available. But mm-hmm. the, the idea is, is that these resources are, very, are really easy to use in your home. Uh, you can just pick them up and say, you know what, this is doable. I can take this idea card. Um, home with me. And it's just um, some scripture on there and some good questions that we can interact as a family and really trying to make it easy uh, for, for families to, to be intentional. And that's, that's helpful. I mean, as yeah. a parent for me, mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, you know, during the course of the week or months, I'm like, I, you know, what am I going to talk about with my kids? Mm-hmm. What am I going to study? What am, you know, what's relevant? Yes. I, yeah. I can open up scripture, but like, you know, what, what's something good that I can talk yes. to my eight year old about right. or my 13 year old about? And how can yes. I teach them more about God? So you have yeah. resources and tools that will yes. prime that pump. We do. And family devotions uh, for all ages and, and to do together as a family or, or individuals. And so it's just a lot of good resources there to encourage people to check it out and see how um, just how easy it, it can be to be intentional. Hmm. Um, yeah. So we want to make it easy yep. uh, that families are intentional, but we also want to make it more likely that families are intentional. And that's where this idea of these focuses come in. Hmm. And that's where we have taken time, um, you know, depending 
the length of the focuses have changed at different times, but, you know, three months, uh, four months, whatever, uh, where as a whole family, as a church family, we say, hey, let's, let's draw our attention to this one area of mm. the Christian life. Mm -hmm. And we've done a number of them. One of them was identity and sexuality that mm -hmm. many people remember. We did one on marriage. Uh, we did one on technology. Mm -hmm. uh, we did one called Thrive, and that was the importance of the Word of God. Mm. And so we usually have uh, maybe a, a week or two or three or four uh, sermon series having to do with that. Mm -hmm. But then we have lots of resources and events uh, many times. Um, it, it all looks different. Each one is different, mm -hmm. but we provide resources uh, of how we can communicate in a way with this, uh, these ideas that um, to help families uh, disciple their kids and, and become more like Christ, really. And, and this one is uh, 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 the idea of how, how we can reach out to our, our neighbors and our family and our friends, mm -hmm. our unsaved uh, people in our life. And Which so is a about huge that. topic. Yes. You know, the idea right. of reaching out to others can sometimes be a little scary, be a little intimidating. We're, we're calling this focus Building Bridges, mm -hmm. um, intentional outreach where we live, work, and play. And so from that, that's why, Scott, you're in the room today, because that's your hat, that's your passion. And um, I'm curious of a little bit of the background. What was going on behind the scenes that caused this specific topic to come to fruition for a family ministry focus? Yeah, in fact, it was this focus was actually supposed to be different. It was going to mm. be a different focus. Uh -huh. The theme and topic was going to be different. And uh, mm -hmm. um, between uh, myself and Mark Carey and, and John, uh, the, the, the focus morphed, so mm. to speak. Um, and I think uh, because, because uh, there are a couple couple of things. COVID was one of those things that made people focused so inwardly mm. for so long. Mm -hmm. They were so isolated. Mm -hmm. And then the beginnings of the ice breaking there and people were back out. And it gives us this, this look at, okay, what, what are we doing out there, you know, from inside these walls? And we've been inside these walls. Now, what's it going to be like out there? So the, the focus of how do we get people outwardly focused after they've been inwardly focused yeah. for so long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's almost like COVID showed what isolation can do and how it's a detriment. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and I, I know that we as a church talked about community um, being important in the gathering together and the gathering of our body as a, as a family, mm. but now, okay, now that we're back doing that, now that we're, you know, being encouraged by attending church regularly and not, you know, not having to wear masks and not having to be so isolated. What's the next level? And the next, now, the next level is to get out of our own little bubble, to get out of our own little Christian circles and live out the Great Commission. Yeah. And, and so it stemmed from, I know Mark was studying and saying, I'm going to study the book of Acts. And so as, as he was preparing and studying the book of Acts, looking all right, what is the key themes? What are the key topics here? And it's entitled The Triumph of the Gospel, the sermon series. Mm -hmm. He was saying, man, this book of Acts is all about spreading the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about reaching out. Mm -hmm. And and so, yeah, the, the focus of, of where we are as a church, I love the fact that it's kind of a one, one big train engine going down the same path all mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah. And um, 
you know, where there is a technology focus or where there is an identity and sexuality focus, there would have been a different sermon series around that. Well, here at the sermon series is going to assist mm-hmm. this idea of yeah. building bridges. Yeah. And, you know, I think about, <clears throat> and what we've mentioned as we've been talking through this is that this focus is different in the sense of, um, this is something Jesus wants us to be. You know, and, and I mean, this is ongoing until, until we see him face to face, you know, the, the focus of, um, being able to talk about who he is with those who don't know mm. and share his love with those who don't know. Um, they desperately need to hear. And, and, uh, so this is something that we're really hoping that, uh, God's spirit works in us as he, as we read through the book of Acts and study through it and we see what God's spirit did then, uh, that same Holy spirit is within us. And, mm. and we just long to see him continue to do those things through us mm. as a local body. Yeah. Well, if I can ask just a couple of big questions here. Mm. Why is outreach important? I mean, you just started to touch on that, John, but mm. what makes it so important in our own lives as a believer? I mean, it's kind of a no brainer, but I want to hear, hear, <laughs> hear y'all's thoughts on that. Yeah. I think God has a mission mm. and, and his mission is to save the world. I mean, that, that, that is, that's the mission. And he uses the church that we as individuals, as the church as a body to complete that mission. So he's, he is asking us to partner with him in this mission. So uh, we are being sent by ascending God um, back into the world. Hmm. And, and it's our responsibility and, and our, um, privilege Mm. to be able to be a part of that, um, to promote the gospel Mm. uh, in the places that we live, work, and play. So, uh, you know, God did not have to use us Mm. like that, Uh, but he does. Mm. And and that is is our highest calling, uh, is to to go and to proclaim this truth uh, to the edges of the world. It's almost like this. This should be like a trivia, a Christian trivia quiz. What, what's one of the things that you cannot do in heaven? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, right, right, right. You cannot reach out to an unsaved person and present the gospel to them, and proclaim who Jesus is. We'll mm-hmm. be celebrating what Jesus has done yeah, yeah. in heaven, but yeah. we're not going to be reaching out and living out the Great Commission in right. heaven. So that's why we're that's that's why we're here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So if that's the why, Hmm. why is outreach important, then why here and now for our church? You know, what, what you kind of touched on that a little bit, Scott, again, COVID, you know, being a little bit impactful to say, okay, now what, but what's going on in the world around us? You know, and that's something that I know as the family ministry team, you guys pray heavily about what's the topic of the focus mm-hmm. and what that looks like. So yeah. what's your sense of what our community is looking like and what is what are the needs out there yeah. in Winchester? Well, <clears throat> one thing is true since the fall, and that is we need Jesus. <laughs> and it, it hasn't changed for, for, for that mm-hmm. amount of time, you know, and I, I think um, the greatest need um, that we have is, is a relationship with Christ. And, um, and our greatest need and every person's greatest need is uh, the forgiveness of their sin. That's mm. the greatest problem. And it, th- that sin problem manifests itself in all different ways. And, you know, we, 
Is it worse than 300 years ago? I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't around. <laughs> but but I, when I read the Bible, it seems it was like it was pretty bad then too. Sure. You know. And uh, but just but the the needs are just so great. I I think about, you know, when Scott was saying that he's God is on mission. You know, and and Jesus had a couple I think mission statements when he said, "I came to seek and to save that which was lost." Mm. I didn't come you know, to be served, but to serve and give my life as a ransom for many. And hmm. because the need was great then and it is now, you know, that that need for people to know Jesus and, and to realize that there can be forgiveness of, of sin. And I, it might take me a second. And I, I just, I, it's so, such a, this verse has hit me so much. Yeah. And um, I just want to share it. It's John eight twenty four, and I And I just think that this is um, so crucial. So I'm in my Logos Bible software. Here we go. John 8, 24. Um, John 8, 24. Listen to this verse. And this is Jesus speaking. Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. And hmm. I'm like, whoa, hmm. that's powerful. Hmm. He's just laying it out there, truth. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's what people, we want to put Jesus in front of the people who we live, work, and play with, because yeah. if not, they will die in their sins. I, I, I just think that's the greatest need. Yeah, and, and historically, we think outreach, we think the word evangelism is something that, and you use the word sent, Scott, mm-hmm. people are being sent to some random third world country, uh, you know, in Africa yeah. or Asia, you know, Nepal, Tha- Thailand, yeah. Taiwan, Kenya, Ecuador, you name it. But we don't have to be sent very mm. far mm. Yeah. to proclaim the right. gospel. Right. So um, walk us through this title um, of building bridges, intentional outreach where we live, work, and play, because mm-hmm. we don't have to rely on the quote-unquote missionaries to do this work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, building a bridge, and I actually used the, this on Sunday um, in my growing up, the house that I lived in, uh, we had a stream in our front yard, and to get off of the property, we had to cross a bridge. Mm-hmm. To get into the community, we had to cross a bridge. Uh, we, we, we had to build that bridge. Uh, it had to be created. Uh, but that was the only way into the community. Otherwise, we were isolated. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, same way works with the church. We can, we can be absolutely happy as clams. Uh, here in this building, uh, enjoying each other's company and worshiping the Lord. Mm-hmm. But we're called to build bridges back out into the community because they will not build bridges to us. Mm-hmm. That's a great analogy. Um, so we are, you know, this building of a bridge, is it's our responsibility. Uh, if, if we have the community, if we think they're going to be building bridges to us, then we're asking them to be missionaries. Mm. We're that's, asking them to be missionaries to us. That's deep. Mm-hmm. And basically in a way of thinking about that in reverse. Mm-hmm. Put your hat on as somebody who is, your neighbor is inviting you to something, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Inviting you to maybe it's his Jehovah Witness special event. Exactly. Or maybe it's, uh, I've heard you use the analogy, it's a moose lodge. You know, just yeah. anything. Yeah. I mean, spiritual or unspiritual there's an invitation. There is a component of, I'm going to think about this real hard. Am I going to take time to, to go somewhere or to pursue something that I don't currently believe in or I don't currently care about? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so 
if we're expecting people to come to church, I'm just rephrasing what you're saying. Yep. That's the mentality. If yep. we're expecting somebody to be open to listen to you talk about Jesus, there's going to need to be some bridges being built yeah. from us to them, not them to us. Sure. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're standing on the edge of a moat filled with alligators saying, come on over. It's a great time. <laughs> you can make the swim. Mm. <laughs> And that's what makes relationships so mm-hmm. valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the the standing on a pedestal in the middle of the street, preaching and yelling at people walking by is one method. <laughs> but the the more productive method, if we use Jesus model, mm-hmm. you know, is relational. Yeah. You know, so there's this relational discipleship is mm-hmm. a key phrase and a key buzzword here at the church yeah. that we view discipleship post salvation. Mm-hmm. Right. We view discipleship. Yeah. Uh, of something, oh, I'm going to work with somebody in my community group, or I'm going to mm-hmm. sit down and reach out to somebody who I see at church, and there'll be discipleship happening for us believers. Yeah. But relational discipleship mm-hmm. actually can and should begin with outreach and evangelism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a component of how can we as a church rephrase or re- <laughs> reorient our minds of what mm-hmm. discipleship mm-hmm. looks like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, I, a couple of years ago, I was just reading through the four Gospels, um, and I have this little uh, book. It's just it's the four Gospels. It's called The Harmony of the Gospels, mm-hmm. and you just kind of go through. And I, I was looking for one thing uh, as I was reading it, and I just wanted to see how Jesus treated people. And it was so refreshing. Just mm-hmm. That was the only question I was asking of the, uh, as I was asking as I was reading through. And, and it just jumps off the page of how kind he was, mm-hmm. of how... Uh, intentional he was and he sought people out he he built bridges to them mm, you know and mm-hmm. he, he just he just loved them and um, treated everybody like they were incredibly precious because they yeah. were yeah know? and I just think that that's and, and we all have relationships mm-hmm. where we live work and play mm-hmm. and are we being intentional using that word mm-hmm. in attempting to share Christ with them Mm -hmm. you know there's unintentional (laughs) but Mm -hmm. how can we be more intentional Mm -hmm. Um, and and I think of yeah I go to the gym I I shop at the same stores pretty much every week I I see my neighbors at least a few times a week Mm -hmm. and and so how am I where's my heart (laughs) where where's my head and my heart to to see them as Jesus saw Mm-hmm. every person that he interacted with because yeah. yeah. um, it's black and white yeah. I mean it, it, they're either a child of God and they're going to heaven or they're not mm-hmm. and so how can yeah. we figure that part of it out mm-hmm. and a lot of it like you just mentioned is uh, these are relationships that we already have mm-hmm. so we're not asking folks to add on to their already busy schedules mm-hmm. these, these are the things you're already doing these are the people you're already yeah. seeing and interacting with and have built relationships with you, you're already in their lives and they're already mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. So it's it's nothing new that you're adding to your to your already burdened schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is a change of focus of again, how how are you seeing these people the way Jesus sees these people? Um, you know, that that old the old bracelets of, you know, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. You know. But how would Jesus love those folks? You know, how would he pray for those people? You know, how would he speak truth in their lives that 
that brought about maybe uh, a, a new perspective for them for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so just thinking it through like that is something we often don't take the time to mm-hmm. do. Yeah, if I can make an analogy. So <laughs> it's funny because over the many years of my professional career, I've been a salesperson. And I don't view myself as a salesperson, okay? I mean, it's not, I'm not out there being pushy doing things. But I've had multiple different jobs where I've had to sell things in order to make money. And one of them was selling oil and grease and maintenance products and it was 100% commission, and it was a struggle, and it was challenging. But after doing it for a while, and as I'm driving down the road, and I would see a construction site, or I would see a big building that would have maintenance workers, I'm thinking to myself, oh, I need to go there, and I need to like try to show them my stuff and sell things. Mm-hmm. And, and now I do real estate, <clears throat> same, same mentality. I'm intentionally building relationships, and I'm like, is that person ever going to buy or sell a house? And that's what I'm thinking. Mm. And it's not ideal, so don't don't judge me. But I'm looking at my I'm looking at people and friends. I'm like, okay, when's the next time they're going to be you buying or selling it. a house? Or mm. even I'll just ask a question, a simple question of like, well, where do you live? It's an easy mm. segue to mm. then get into a conversation about houses. And so I view people, I see people, and I saw those buildings and I saw those construction workers as a means to make money. And I'm like, wow, how come I'm not doing that with people when it comes to their spiritual health? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and to see people, anybody that I have an interaction with, whether it's on the side of the street or a neighbor or even a close family member, member to where I'm being intentional to ask those leading questions to get to the point of like a spiritual conversation. Mm. And my whole career, I'm, it's, it's, the mentality of work, 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 sales, 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 but we are salespeople. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. when you're looking mm-hmm. at it, mm-hmm. we need to sell Jesus to people. Mm-hmm. And so to have a mentality of how am I, how am I presenting myself and how am I viewing the other person mm-hmm. who I'm talking with in light of where, where are they spiritually and how can I direct a conversation mm-hmm. down that path? I feel mm-hmm. like that's, that's something that was a light bulb moment for me. Mm-hmm. And over these last couple of weeks preparing for this focus, I'm like, mm-hmm there's a change of mentality change that I think we all can grow in mm-hmm. in order to view others the way that yeah. Jesus yeah. viewed people. Yeah. You know, yeah. sure. There, I'll get off my soapbox now, no, but good. you know, that's so, yeah. but let's, yeah. let's mm-hmm. walk through a little bit about what are we going to be calling the church to think about and do and turning the page here. Uh, let's re- let's look back to this past weekend's worship service mm-hmm. because it was heavy in prayer. We heard Mark challenge the congregation to say, hey, this should be a year of prayer. 2023 on bended knee, right? Mm. And and as we've been planning for this focus, building bridges, John, I think you were one of the first ones to pipe them and say, this is a work of God, Mm. (laughs) you know, right? Mm. That we should all be in prayer. Mm. So how do you see the first several weeks of this focus really shaping out? Right. You know, I I think about how um, we're, we're talking about something that is, in a sense, what happens to a person is totally out of, out of our control. I, 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 Scott said earlier, we are responsible to share in our, in, in our life and live before them. And, um, but when it comes to anything happening internal to them, <laughs> it's, mm. it's the work of God. Mm. You know? and, uh, and so with that, we just thought we, we need to, as a body of believers, we need to go to the Lord together 
and and really ask him to do the work ask him um you know we we we're we're reading about it in acts we're seeing how the holy spirit worked um and 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 he's obviously worked since then but we're just asking the lord what what would it be like um to have the holy spirit work in us in such a way that we would see many many people come to christ as a result of fellowship bible church coming together unified in prayer mm -hmm. And seeking the Lord and so we we just really want to go to the Lord together in prayer and have that be an emphasis as we begin this focus mm. it's almost yeah. like a dual focus prayer yeah. and building yeah. bridges prayer yeah. and outreach because mm -hmm. you can't have one without the other right and right. it certainly starts with prayer yes so yeah. the beginning of these next several weeks prayer is going to be on our minds yeah. right and as we look back over church history we see prayer being you know key in in big movements mm. um mm -hmm. you, you almost mm. never see mm. big movements in church history without yeah. prayer preceding it mm. uh for intense long group prayers uh, almost every time and it's oh. so mm. it's it's not like it's a a magic wand right but it is a way that god allows us to to refocus who who we are in him uh, and realizing, as John said, that you know the part that we're responsible for, God has asked us to partnership within with Him, is really kind of small. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah, we're, we're just yep. we're just telling a, a real brief story of who Jesus is and what He has done for us. That's it. That's it. That's mm -hmm. the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, and to live a life before people that. Like I've said before, we, that we would live questionable lives, that people go, wow, why do they love people the way they do? Mm -hmm. And it, you know, just to, to kind of peek a little question in their mind. And it gives us doors that open up that mm -hmm. we can share that good news. Mm -hmm. So at the month of January and even February, we're going to be providing resources to make it Mm -hmm. Easy and mm -hmm. likely, yeah, right? Exactly. That that will be for prayer to lead us into then a little bit more action. So mm -hmm. I'll just walk mm -hmm. through a little bit of an outline. Even this coming weekend, we're going to launch and start uh, a prayer focus in the hospitality room mm -hmm. between the services on Sunday morning, between 10.20 and 10.40. Just come. There'll be some guided thoughts that, and things to pray about. You guys will be around. Um if there's two people there, if there's 20 people or 200, we'll figure it out. But we <laughs> want mm -hmm. there to be an emphasis of mm -hmm. prayer. On Saturday night, let's pray after the service. You know, mm -hmm. let's just stick around. So if you attend 9 o'clock service on Sunday, stick around afterwards. And if you attend 1045, come early. Come early and just pray with people mm -hmm. um, with some guided prayers. Mm -hmm. um, and from there, there will be some prayer cards that will go out mm -hmm. that we can get to community groups. Yep. And there's also what's called a prayer card, this 111 card. Mm -hmm. Remind us of that, Scott. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's we put one of these cards out I, probably a decade or more ago. Mm. Uh, it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. But it's just a simple card. It just says 111. It says you're praying for one person at 1 o'clock for one minute. Mm. And my continual joke is if you're really spiritual, you'll pray for two people at 2 o'clock for two minutes. Mm. Yeah. Um, Step it up. Yeah, yeah that's right. But you don't need the card. And the card is a mm. real nice thing because right. you can stick it somewhere where you're going to see it possibly at 1 o'clock. I typically set an alarm on my phone. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and and at one o'clock, I feel my phone buzz in my pocket, and I go, "It's one o'clock." Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, uh, you know, it's it's simple, it's doable, it's mm-hmm. it's easy yep. enough that yep. you you know, and, and it becomes a uh, mm. um, not not a bad habit, but a good habit to yeah. to recall that person's you know mm. their picture comes to mind. I take just a moment or two to to lift them before the Lord and ask mm-hmm. God to to give me a heart like Christ's heart towards that person mm-hmm. and open doors for me to speak truth mm-hmm. in their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And, and then also this weekend we're launching what's called Bridge Builder Cards, mm-hmm. which will go for 15, 14 weeks. There'll be 15 mm-hmm. total cards. Yeah. Um, so, John, unpack that. Yeah, for the, just opportunities uh, each week, you know, as we, as we consider... We're just wanting to put this idea in front of us, reminding us. We just need reminding of, of uh, with, with these bridge builder cards, just ideas, thoughtful things to think about, a scripture passage, and then how does this apply to my life? How, what, what is it that I can put into practice this week? Just small little things, mm. but yet, you know, just kind of keep pushing the ball down the, what's, what's the phrase? Hill? Ball down, down the, the path, some, runway, some, hill. Sure. Yeah, there you sure. go. But just that, that <laughs> it's continually in front of us. You know, um, and, uh, and and so these cards will do that. One every week for the next 14 weeks that you can pick it up and uh, say, okay, so how can I become more and more aware and participate in this idea of reaching out to my And you want to do friends. that together as a family? Yep. I mean, yeah, historically sure. with these focuses, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've had cards that are like this that you want to do with your family that give yes. you some ideas and mm-hmm. ways to, mm-hmm. to share that yes. thought yep. with your family. Sure. And, and the idea, you know, they're not massively time-consuming, <laughs> right? But they are—they are easy, mm-hmm. and they—and to—but—but but they're intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the cards have two sides to them. And so, Scott, give us uh, the little teaser of what's behind me here. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see a picture, yeah. see a painting, and uh, yeah, what's the importance of that? Yeah. So we really, as a as a way to make it a little more fun, a little mm-hmm. more intentional uh, on the back of each of those little cards is uh, kind of a puzzle piece uh, of this painting uh, that's behind you and uh, so at the end of this 14 week time we're going to ask folks if you've collected all 14 or 15 of these cards to put them all together and take a picture of it uh, and and we're going to have a an email for you to send that to uh, and we want a story out of those mm. 14 weeks, out of the portion of that card that says do, there's, it's, it's discover, discuss, and do. So out of that do, uh, what, what story do you have for us? Mm. We want to collect some stories. Mm. Uh, and if, if you send that in, you're going to get a, a print that you could frame of that. And then your name's going to go into a drawing to actually win the painting itself. Ah, cool. And yeah. Without bragging, Scott, I know you you drew the painting and it I looks did. it looks yeah. great. It's beautiful. I mean, this is a, you're an amazing artist. Yeah. And, and where is this? Do we, if I... Yeah. So this is at um, uh, Deer Rapids uh, in Shenandoah County. Mm. Um, yeah, that swinging bridge there. Wow. Um, That's beautiful. On the Shenandoah. Yeah. So you'll have to we'll, we'll put it in hiding. This is a sneak peek. And mm-hmm. so for the puzzle yeah. pieces, you'll be waiting for each right. week to come out, each and you'll get a new That's great. new piece of it. Yeah. Um, so that's. That's just a taste of the next couple of weeks. Um, also, we have ordered prayer journals that'll mm-hmm. be coming in a few weeks that will be available for anybody mm-hmm. at the home center. Yes. 
Um, and we want to also encourage prayer walks. And so Scott, unpack that, and we'll talk about what that's going to look like on our calendar. Yeah. Um, so prayer walking is one of those things that I think anybody can do. Uh, if, if the walking is too difficult, you can always make it a prayer drive. Um, if for folks like us that kind of live on a road that's not a neighborhood, uh, it's going to be a prayer drive because hmm. uh, I'm going to only gonna be able to walk by two houses if I uh, go for a walk. Uh, but it's as simple as walking uh, in your neighborhood and praying for folks as you're walking by their house mm -hmm. and praying for God's blessing in their lives, mm -hmm. uh, praying for uh, opportunities to serve them, uh, praying for, uh, you know, and as you're walking by, you go, oh, well, there's some bikes in that there, you know, in their front yard, uh, praying for their kids and mm -hmm. their parenting. You know, there's so many things that we would pray for just by walking by. Mm -hmm. um, and then just opportunities for us to share, yeah. you know, so like the, the kind of the, the, this, the synopsis of it is how do you prayer, care, share, mm. you know, how you're praying for those neighbors, uh, you know, God will open doors for you to care for them. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then possibly, you know, opening bigger doors for you to share mm. um, biblical truth with them. Yeah. I love that progression because it definitely starts with prayer. Mm -hmm. And so as we're doing that, as we're advancing week by week, this focus, mm -hmm. there will be a, a time when we're going to turn the corner and and look to say okay what's next yeah. if we've been praying where is god leading us and hopefully the holy spirit's going to lead each one of us personally yeah. uh, of something to do but as a church where would we then go yeah you know i, I want to just circle back yeah, to the um, prayer journals just because the bridge building cards uh refer to the the prayer journals yeah, and, right. and it's just going to be yeah. a great opportunity because as we are praying and as we are doing the things scott mentioned you know, God's going to be working and we just want to encourage people. That's another way to capture little stories, mm, you know, mm -hmm. how God is working. Yeah. You, just, you know, you can record it in the, in the prayer journals that we're providing here in a couple of weeks. And uh, it's just another to write it down and say, wow, God, God did this. You know, I mean, that's mm. what they did in the Old Testament. They talked about the stories of what God did. Mm. And that's what mm -hmm. we're just wanting to do is have people record these these prayer journals. Good. And we yeah. want to hear those stories, too. Right. I yeah. mean, there's something about capturing a journal for yourself personally. Yeah. But yeah. there is just value to encouraging God's family, the body mm. of Christ, to right. hear what he's doing mm. in your world, in your life, to inspire, encourage, motivate and bless mm -hmm. yes. others who hear the story. Right. Because, um, right. you know. God is always moving. He's always at work. Mm -hmm. But how often do we hear it? How often do we see it? And mm -hmm. how can we encourage others to just grow in their faith yeah. by hearing what he's doing yeah. around our community? Right. So right. let us know, yeah. <laughs> because that's what right. this podcast, the Fellowship Family Podcast, is really all about, is mm -hmm. hearing from you and sharing stories. So we will be getting one or two of you guys yeah. on here yeah. over these next several weeks so you can share right. what God is doing. Right. So For sure. let us know, because yeah. we want that. Yeah. Sure. So back to kind of beyond prayer, mm -hmm. turning the corner and actually taking it into action. Mm -hmm. um, there is going to be some practical tips and practical tools that Scott, I know you've pulled together um, over the last many years, but we'll, we'll have like a four week series that community groups can can study together. There'll be some other opportunities that we'll be sharing in the month of March, March and even April and then the months to come. So what are what we can just a teaser, what would be those steps and things that you think uh, beyond prayer, as you say, prayer, care and share? Yeah. What does that look like? Uh, corporately and typically uh, through February, we do food share. So as a 
a corporate body mm-hmm. will be collecting food to be delivered to individual homes um, in on that first weekend of March. So that's kind of a big corporate thing. But at the same time, it kind of gives you this picture of, you know, I can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to wait. Uh, and COVID did that. Mm-hmm. You know, when when COVID happened, we, we made little cards and dropped them off at our neighbor's houses and that basically said, hey, if there's anything we can do for you, let us know. Here's our phone number, mm. blah, blah, blah. And then I'm thinking, why didn't we do this like uh, years ago? <laughs> you know, right. same way with food yep. share. It's, there's nothing magical about the time, uh, you know, but it's something we do as a group, but it all allows people to go, oh, you know what? I could do this. Yeah. Mm. I know some folks who could really use this. Um, as a as a way to, to to bless them, you talked about the community groups. We're going to involve community groups and uh, a study for them to to dive a little deeper mm-hmm. uh, into some of the um, some of the habits of highly missional people. Mm. Uh, what is it? What does it look like to to develop habits? Uh, we're really good at developing bad habits, but how do mm. we develop some, mm. some really sure. good habits yeah. um, that that move us out into our worlds a little farther? Uh, how are we blessing people? How are we, uh, who are we eating meals with mm. and, and sharing the table with? Mm. Um, how are we listening to folks and how are we using that those listening skills to, to best see what truths do they need to hear first? Mm. Um, so... The community groups will be doing some of those things. Uh, not that anybody couldn't and will make those those studies available online sure. for, for everybody to right. do. Uh, but we want community groups to do that. And then, um, you know, looking farther down the road, we would really hope that folks kind of gather together and even smaller groups yeah. maybe to, to, to get together, to encourage each other in those missional focuses. Yep. Um, so those are ways that... That people can continue this on beyond just this focus time. Yeah, so there's a couple of dates to look forward to. Because FoodShare is collecting boxes in February, we'll be doing a specific prayer walk Please. around the Quarles area on Sunday, uh, January 29th, right after church at 1 o'clock. Yeah, so to continue that focus of prayer, uh, we're going to model it. Uh, in our community. And uh, the Corals area is a spot where, as a church and local outreach, has been kind of a focus and a hub for us. It's been a place where we've done numerous prayer walks, but we're going to invite everybody to come and join us uh, just for half an hour right after the services on Sunday. Um, we're going to meet at Corals. Uh, we're going to give them some direction. Uh, some some maps to kind of let them meander through through the area mm-hmm. and to pray for folks uh, to do that to regroup and just kind of say okay what did you learn mm. what did you learn in that mm-hmm. uh, and that's really kind of a precursor and uh, maybe a some training wheels uh, for the next prayer time of prayer walking yeah which that next one the goal would be for that would be February twenty six. Yeah, so a month, a month later, and then that would be dispersed into our community and all the places that, that we have folks who are living in neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And our hope is to kind of have neighborhood captains who uh, mm-hmm. who gather those folks together and say, well, you know, we're going to we're going to take the next half hour to walk through our neighborhood and pray for these folks. Yeah. yeah. And then as we as we launch into March and April and the rest of the year and uh, there's Easter and that's mm-hmm. an obvious invitation opportunity. Mm-hmm. But then there's also Easter egg hunts. And so we'll encourage people to grab the local neighborhood Easter egg hunt packets that we'll have available in March to mm-hmm. maybe further build relationships with people in your own neighborhood. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's an easy step mm. to invite folks to your front yard uh, for, for an Easter egg hunt. I mean, we have multiple folks who do this at Halloween mm-hmm. uh, for light up the night. Mm-hmm. This is the Easter version of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a simple thing, uh, whether it's you and a few folks in your neighborhood uh, and putting some eggs out in your front yard, providing some, um, you know, some direction in that and maybe some, some lemonade and cookies. Uh, and it's just an opportunity to invite those neighbors again into a space that's not scary. Right. Uh, it's also not the church. Right. Uh, some folks are, you know, might, it might be overwhelming to invite them to church first off, but your front yard, well, that's a little different. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And especially if you know the people you're inviting, they'll be more likely to come. If you've been walking around the neighborhood, mm-hmm. seeing them, saying hi to them, praying as you walk, they're, hey, God can do a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just, I look forward to seeing what he does. It yeah. is, it is yeah. neat. It is neat. And, you know, as we go through each month, you know, just that, that staple time of prayer in community groups and prayer between services, asking the Lord as we move through this, just to continue mm. to work in our dependence on him. Yeah. And what makes this unique? And I think we started this episode by talking that this is not going to be a, a similar focus. Mm. This is going to be unique because ultimately um, we don't want this focus to ever end. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is right. a launching pad for a true yeah. culture shift would mm-hmm. be our hope and our prayer yeah. Yeah. at FBC to where we see that we need to continue to get outside of our walls to yeah. reach our community for Christ. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. it, 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 God can do a lot in these next several weeks to push us out of our comfort zone, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> to allow um, our community to be blessed yeah. and encouraged and then also reach for Christ. Yeah. I love Matthew four nineteen. Jesus said, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Mm-hmm. And that's not a one-time event. That's yeah. the lifetime. Yeah, have a fisher. Definitely lifetime. So yeah. that's what makes this yeah. focus of building bridges special and unique. Yeah. And we're all excited. You know, we're ready to, to get mm-hmm. this going. But it starts with prayer and it starts with you guys who are watching and listening to just uh, help with this championing of prayer mm-hmm. to, to launch what building bridges can ultimately become here in our church, in our community. Mm-hmm. So Scott and John, thanks so much. I appreciate the heart and the leadership behind a lot of this. We didn't even cover everything of what this focus is going to be about, but those, those are the highlights, and hopefully you can be inspired by, um, by listening and share this with your friends, because as Scott and John have both said, we want to hear from you guys as well. Mm-hmm. We want to hear stories of what guys doing in your world and in your life. So continue to uh, look out for the next couple of episodes um, where maybe you'll hear some of those stories. And um, nothing's scheduled yet. Because we, we want God to put it in our plate of uh, what stories make sense to tell. Yeah. So, again, thanks for watching and listening. Building Bridges, you'll continue to hear more about it. And until we chat again, let's let Christ be the focus of our lives each and every day. <laughs>